Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Tonight, um, I feel funny in a small room talking to this microphone. <laughs> tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, do I really need that? If they can hear you, then no. <laughs> you guys can hear me, right? Yeah. I feel like I'm seven feet away from him using a microphone. Um, phenomenal show again. You know, it's hard. I just come, sometimes feel like I come in the, the room and I go like, oh, I'm excited about the show. And, oh, it was a great show once again. It's just hard to, to put into words sometimes when we come into these. I knew this was a good lineup coming in. I knew the, the, the card was good, had high hopes for it. But then it's just there's something about the talent here, um, the hunger of it. I don't know what that is. If it's the, the hunger of, you know, Young guys trying to just outperform, trying to make their mark in the world, what, what that is, young guys and girls. Um, but it, it's, it's at a different level. And uh, without, you know, talking down to them, I'm proud of all of them because they come in here every single time. It's not a matter of, um, it's not a matter of anything else. They just want to leave it all out there. They just want to deliver for, for everybody. And um, it, I think it just shows in their passion, their pride of everything they do from the moment they walk out there through. And that, that's not to say, um, you know, everybody else in, in the on the you know the the other brands, Raw, SmackDown, every, every place else, I, they don't have that passion. But it just feels different for some reason here, and, and so it's hard. You know, I'm so proud of them. And uh, the the only thing I'm upset about tonight, I had a I taken my arm brace off for a little bit because this thing's a pain in the ass, and uh, I had to put it back on because I kept getting so excited <laughs> during the show that I was about to rip my pack back off, and uh, I felt like man, I should probably put my brace back on. So, um, other than that, what a, what a night! Um, from Riddle walking out here and lighting the place up, and and uh, just probably setting himself up is just. With his aloof personality, just coming out there and bringing a different intensity, just in the spark moment, to Shayna and Kyrie, who just I think have phenomenal chemistry, and you just launched a whole bunch of there's four brand new characters coming out of that match tonight that are that will um, move this thing to a whole nother level. To Alistair 
and Johnny in a in I don't know how many months of storytelling that is of building to that um, of the Who Done It and getting to where they are, but just going to town with each other. Gargano again proving to be the uh, kind of in some way the standard bearer of NXT. Just I think it's like his 11th takeover or something like that. Crazy. He's delivered on every single one of them, um, only to be followed up by. Tommaso and and Dream. Tommaso's operating on a whole nother level to me as a performer right now. But then you see Dream, and I have to remind myself he is 23 years old. <laughs> Every time I watch him, I go to and he, and he is 23 years old. Um, it's scary to think where he's going to be. Um, scary to think where he is now. It's scary to think where he's going to be. And then. Uh, just to cap it off with the war games match, which when you talk about leaving it all out there, um, just crazy good guys willing to, to just take their passion to another level, leave it all on the line. Um, I, I don't know how many rotations Ricochet made, but that kid's got a, <laughs> kid's got a brass set on him. Cause I don't <laughs> even like looking at him up there that high. I don't know who had it worse watching him come down on you or him being up there, but, um, Crazy and, and epic, and uh, everybody walked out of here pretty much unscathed, which is the big sigh of relief. So um, it was a phenomenal night. We had about 13, a little over 13.5 in the house. Um, so good night, especially when you consider being in L.A. four nights back-to-back. Um, that's pretty phenomenal. And to me, once again, NXT proving why uh, it's the hottest brand going. So with that, I'll open it up to you guys. All right, so for those on the phone, we're going to start in the room. We'll do two in the room and then two on the phone and go back and forth a couple times. We'll keep it to one per person to try and get to as many as we can. So in the room, anyone have a question? I have a question. Uh, and also just say who you are and where you're from so people on the phone know who you are. Hi, my name is... Hi, my name is Ryan Sand from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Um, Help, you want the microphone? No, no, I'm good. I'm very loud. Don't worry. Um, so during the press conference, or during the conference call earlier, this yeah. week, you mentioned there was only four matches. Uh, what went into the process behind adding? I, I, lied, I, I, lied, I lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do that. Yeah, no. Look, at, to me, that <laughs> I, was, I wasn't lying then, but I'm lying now that I was lying to you then. So, um, so some, some, it's nice to be able to give a surprise. It's nice to be able to do something cool and different, right? So you you build a, a, a match next Wednesday. People know he's going to be in the building, so it's a cool moment because they know he's going to wrestle on the pr- prior show that we're taping that airs after. But So you set it up, he's going to air then, but then he doesn't come out. But then they have a little thing in the pre-show, which I don't know if you got to see that because you were in the house, but they did a little thing in the pre-show with a little confrontation, and then, you know, Riddle, he's new. He doesn't know how these things work. You can just walk out there and make a challenge, right? <laughs> So he just he just goes out there and he does it. That's his personality. But but it creates like this thing that if you don't see that and you're just tuning in, you go, oh man, here's something I didn't expect. Gives you a cool little uh, shocking moment. And then just as you think that's the shocking moment, there's a flash KO. And as as Cassius Ono is getting the words, I'll knock you out. Out he gets knocked out, and you just make Riddle this, you know. Uh, while he has this aloof personality, you see that when the bell rings, holy cow, he's dangerous. You know, um, win-win for everybody. My guess is that pushes Cassius Ono over the edge. Uh, it's kind of an embarrassing loss and, um, you know, probably doesn't sit well with him. So uh, to be seen and told another day, that story. But it, to me, uh, 
just a cool moment. Another question for the room? No. Russ Weekland, Hollywood Life. Uh, what do you do? NXT TakeOver delivers every single time. What do you still need to see from TakeOvers in the future? Because they continue to deliver, but there must be something that you still need to... I just, I, you know, look... You always have to top what you did the time before. That's the that's the difficult part of this business, right? You you can't sandbag it. You gotta you gotta put it all up there. But then as soon as you put it all up there, it's the nature of our business, right? The second you're done having having that match, people go like, oh, now what are you gonna do? I'll wait. You know what I mean? And that's the pressure of this. You always have to take it to another level. Uh, but it's also what makes it so good. You know, I think that's what makes these kids so good that what makes our business so great it's like just you know i feel like that's been the the constant thing is to always you know even at a, at a mania level you know you if you get done and, and mania fires on all cylinders and you're at the end of it you're like man holy cow that was what an epic night like the, then you got to go like geez we got 12 months to figure out how we're going to do better than that next year it's it's that's the beauty of it but you find a way you find a way, you deliver. Um, the great thing is it's a team effort. And that's the one thing about NXT. I stand up here and talk a lot about it a lot, but the, the truth is there's a massive, you know, it's a, it's a massive collaboration of all those talents, all, one all supporting each other and, and rising up to put on the best show start to finish possible. But then, you know, the Sarah Mottos, the Matt Blooms, the Shawn Michaels, the um, you know the Steve Carinos, the all the people Terry Taylors that make this thing happen that are there on a day-to-day basis working with these talent and, and taking them on the. It, it's a, a huge team effort for all of them. There's a bunch of people behind the scenes that you don't even see that are making the the show possible and, and the crew that's at the TV studio and uh, the digital teams and all those things. They're all working together. The, the the truth is when we first started NXT, most of those people it wasn't part of their day-to-day jobs. Most of those people I would. Uh, We'd start running a show, and I'd, I'd announce a takeover or whatever it was, and I'd, I'd be waiting for the, my phone to ring in my office for somebody from the TV studio to come and go, hey, I saw you have a package between this person. You mind if I work on that? I just do it on my in the weekend. When I'm, you know what I mean? It was all people that just wanted to be a part of this brand that was becoming hot, and they could do things outside the box and experiment. So it became this passion project that everybody wanted to be a part of, and they were just doing it on the side until it started to blow up and become more. And then, you know, it started getting into it. But it was all the people that were just wanting to be a part of that and take it to another level. And then we started taking them fully and taking them in full time. And so everybody that's there is just super engaged in it. And, and um, they participate in it so much. And they're all a part of the success of it, which is what I think is cool. Everybody, you know, when I leave here, I'll go in the other room and everybody's going to be in that room that, that worked on this show. And it's it's... It's a moment for all of them, no matter what they put into the show or whether they were even on the show tonight. It's a, they're all a part of it. All right, so we're going to go to the phone for two questions. Thank you. And to our phone audience, that is star one to ask a question. It comes from Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. Shocking. Mike, did you just stay on the call from last week? <laughs> I told you I was going to get Brian Fritz. Absolutely, yeah. All right, so now that I've been redeemed, uh, you mentioned experimentation, and we've seen some different things in the last couple of of weeks. You guys now have an NXT post-game show on YouTube. 
Uh, there was talk about the San Jose TV taping was a little bit different from a typical WWE TV taping. Tonight we saw fans with the LED bracelets with that, that lit up the different lights in tune with the, with the entrances. Uh, talk a little bit about that experimentation and thus far what the reaction uh, from yourself and others in the company have been and how much more of that are we going to see in the weeks to come? Well, you know, I think if you look back at the brand over the course of its run, we've done a lot of things. We did corner cameras, and then they made their way up to, to Raw and SmackDown. And once they get them, then I kind of feel like, well, then we're just doing the same thing they're doing. So I kind of take those off of our thing. We did LED boards around the ring before that went up. You know, um, I remember when we did LED boards at uh, one of the takeovers and Vince coming to me and go, God, that looked great. I'm going to have those on Raw. And, you know, <laughs> two weeks later, they, yeah, two weeks later, those, those were gone. Um, you know, it's, it's always been kind of the, we, we have a full sale, the performance center. Now we have the content innovation lab down there as part of the performance center. These are all things that are, it's, it's a think tank and an experimentation place for WWE as a whole. We can try things out. And if it fails, it's Okay. You know, it doesn't get the criticism or the the spotlight that in some ways uh, Raw and SmackDown or, you know, WrestleMania does. So so we can try things and, and it can work or not work. These wristbands um, tonight, was a very, it's a very cool opportunity um, from a tech standpoint. And, um, you know, as, as people adopt that, it's, it's an opportunity for us, as you've seen in other sporting events, you know, um, to, to turn the whole crowd purple when Velveteen puts his arms up and to, to, to make a change, to make something unique within the show. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many people are aware of it, but tonight we did a, we did a virtual reality shoot. Uh, you could see there was a few unique cameras set inside of War Games itself, um, in the corners and, and in within the cage itself. I did not get to see it, but I had 20 people come that were working on the technology come all during the show to tell me, oh, you, like, dude, you got to see this. It's mind-blowing. Um, when when uh, Ricochet did the dive from, like, one ring to the other ring over the t- top ropes, and, you know, they were just saying, like, how that looked in, in VR in that environment was just crazy. So for, for us to be able to experiment with those things, get outside the box, see what sticks, see what's awesome, see what people like, um, and and take this to another level. That's what this is all about. I, you don't want to ever say, like, well, it's all good enough and just stay where it is because this business will change every single day. Um, you never stop learning about it. You never stop trying to transition it. Um, and um, you always have to be willing to say, like, fans, um, the crowd that, that watches this, you have to give them what they want. And... Um, that that want is going to change over years, over generations, over things, and you have to be able to morph and shift with it. So uh, we try to stay on the front edge of that, and um, and then where it goes from there, it's all WWE, so it's all good, and it all floats where it needs to be, and some things will work for the main roster, some things will work for, for NXT, some things we might find that work here, but we're, we're not big on it for this brand. We might shift it over to the U.K., or as we build other brands, globally shift them there there'll be experimentation everywhere all right thanks for the time thank you we'll take our next question from (laughs) and we'll take our next question from dave metzler with wrestling observer hey how you doing hello dave hello hello dave metzler (laughs) hey so so 
I was actually going to ask about the the San Jose because I went to the San Jose on Thursday, and um, what was the idea as far as because you know it was it was essentially it, it felt more like a house show than a television taping, which isn't a criticism at all. It's just what the feel was, and I was just wondering what was the thought process. Was it was just an experiment, or I I sort of sitting there got the idea that it was the idea of um, maybe ideas for new network content, new network specials, you know, where you do a house show with, with a little bit of a TV flair. Yeah, experimentation of uh, some new technology for us that we wanted to try out and that we've been experimenting with. Um, you know, that that technology, what we shot actually went live, um, didn't go anywhere and air live, but it went to our studio live. It was a, an opportunity for us to to explore some new technology, but at the same point in time, it was an opportunity for us to get some really cool, unique, different venue-looking content to place within the show's um, over the upcoming weeks, right? So you'll see kind of those, some of the storylines play into what happened out of San Jose and, you know, what happened tonight prior to takeover and then what will happen out of San Jose, and you'll see those kind of stories play out. It was a, a, an experimentation for us to get some unique content. Um, s- since we were doing it anyways, you might as well get something out of it, right, and make some cool content. So while we were experimenting with some technology, uh, we did that. It turned out phenomenal. I think it looked really great, everything that I saw when it was sent to me. So um, excited about that. But I think it, it it bodes well for us going forward, being able to uh, to shoot things in a different way, um, not only television-wise live, but as you said, network specials, being able to go live, network opportunities to be able to do something outside the box and unique that as we move forward with fans, it's reimagining what WWE is, what NXT can put out, um, what the network can bring to you. You know, it's it just reimagining all of it. It takes time to do all those things to make sure that you're delivering it in a seamless way. Um, so we experiment with them, and we've been doing it for a little bit now with this technology, and we're at a point where we're very close with it. So um, I, I, I took it as an opportunity to capture some really cool content. So is this, is this going to be like um, TVs for the next couple of weeks, or is it stuff that's just going to be interspersed throughout? Uh, no, it's, it's so the stuff that aired tonight before takeovers this Wednesday. I think the Sanos, I mean, it's tough for me to keep track of all these shows where everything sits while I'm sitting here uh, right after this event, but I believe it's the following week some of that content airs in there. Um, but, but it's, you know, it's all in an in a opportunity to find some, some unique, um, unique looking and different content that makes it have a different feel, maybe a grittier uh, feel, and, and see where it goes from there. And on, when, on, on, obviously from Thursday and from tonight, it's really clear that you've got plans for Marina Shapir and um, Jessamyn Duke to be more focused with Dakota Kai and, and um, Kyrie and, and I guess EO as well. And was there any, you know, because they're very new, and I saw, I saw good things in both of them, but I was just, you know, the one thing is, is they are very new in the business to be kind of put in a kind of a semi-spotlight position, I guess. Yeah, look, I... But this way, I wouldn't put them there if I thought they were going to fail at it. Um, is is it a is it a risk? Yeah, but like I'm, I, it's it's our job with, with any talent to try to protect the weaknesses, accentuate the strengths. You know, I, I'm you know we saw them do what they do tonight, but it's not like I'm going to have them run an Iron Man match tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be step by step, and we'll get to a place that's comfortable with them. But I feel like they can deliver in the role that they're in. Um, you know, the, the truth is, in any talent, 
when they're, especially when they're homegrown, having never done this before, and you're walking them into something, you always have a doubt, are they ready for the, what I'm putting in front of them? They're protected. They're around something that allows them to only have to do things that we can make them comfortable with. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity. And to be honest, having seen them, they've just come into this really fast. Like I said, if I didn't have confidence that they could do it, wouldn't have put them in the spot. Thanks very much. All right, so we're going to go back to the room. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Dave Schilling, Bleacher Report. How do you feel about the traditional four-on-four war games versus last year's three-team, three-point format? I don't know. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. That's usually pretty good, too. You know, it, it's one of those things, like, people, like, just, to, I don't know, to me, it's like a tradition, oh, it's not this, because it was that, and they didn't have a roof on it, it didn't, like, did you, <laughs> God damn, did you like it or not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shut up, watch it, and enjoy it. <laughs> well, I guess my question is, do you feel like you're like, Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, did you have a good time or Shut up. I hit him. <laughs> Yeah, look, when you have three teams in there, so two rings with a bunch of people in it all fighting at the same time, tough to follow on camera sometimes, right? It gets, you separate that out into multiple teams now, it's harder to follow. You know, um, from, a, from a technology standpoint of us following that, I think it's a cleaner story with two teams and you know why they're there and you know what they're fighting for and it's, it's very straightforward. The three teams a little bit more confusing. Although I don't think when you got to the end of last year, it was like nah, I didn't like it. You know, it, it was good. It was great, and um, I, you know, I felt like it, it. We took a brand that had been on the shelf. I, I'll go out on a limb and say, look, there there was a lot of classic war games. I was a huge fan. That's why I brought it back. There was also a lot of terrible ones. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? Roof, no roof. Uh, two teams, four teams, eight. However, you want to break it up, right? Like. It's, it's a funny thing sometimes, like even just, I read, well, now they have to do where they stack the cages and it's the Tower of Doom. Yeah, because that worked wonderfully. <laughs> go there, yeah. Like, I, I want to keep it in the, in the guise of traditional, but it's also got to work for today. It's got to work for this world, this environment. The business has changed. It's not 1985, you know. Um, it's it's uh, 2018 and... and uh, You've got to make it work for today, and and it and it did. Tonight was epic. Uh, you know, the 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 kid that's yelling that it's 
bogus because there's no roof on it is the same kid losing his mind because Ricochet did a double flip off the top of the cage that he couldn't have done if there was a roof on it, right? We should put a roof on it and have it so low that Sid can't powerbomb people and hits their head the <laughs> and then lands them on the top of their head because there's a roof in the way. And you think Sid is in the match next year. Yeah. And everybody else just decided not to be. <laughs> next in the road, over uh, Howard, yes, again. Uh, you've been able to see Velveteen Dream from his days in Tough Enough getting eliminated to now having a star-making match in L.A. for the title. Can you talk about a little about how... Was this one the star-making, or was it the four others you had before? I'm not sure, yeah. You yeah. Said everyone uh, has been, yeah. Seeing him evolve from, you know, a kid on Tough Enough to now, talk a little about his journey, and is there any wrestler from your wealth of knowledge that reminds you of him? Like, do you see any wrestlers that you're like, do you remind me of that guy? So it's something that just dawned on me the other day that there are a lot of talent now, and it, it, uh, this will sound like I'm putting our, ourselves over. There's a lot of talent that all of a sudden I'm going like, wow, he has no right to be as good as he is. Wow, she has no right to be as good as she is. Wow, she has no right to progress this fast and be where she is. It made me start thinking like, I don't know, maybe we're doing something right, you know? Um, that, you, that we're doing something right in how we're recruiting these people and finding the people that have the aptitude and are the right human being to do what we do, that have that um, desire to learn this and, and, and do it. You know, it's, it's, one of, it's a great thing to be, want to be great yourself. It's another thing to want the show to be great and the match to be great and the performance to be great and Tommaso, if you're Velveteen, Tommaso to be great. And, you know, to understand that, that's what makes our business, that's what makes performers in our business great. So in some way we're recruiting it right, we're training them right, we're getting there right, and, and those talent are just comprehending it and getting it. He, he's a, not everybody does that, but he's a, he's a special kid that has, again, I'll say it again, he's 23 years old, you know? He, he, I look at Pete Dunn is the other kid that I look at, and Pete, I go like, geez, he's just where he was teaching himself over there with nobody teaching him. Like he said it himself. I remember one of the TV tapings we were at right when we got started in the UK, and we told him something. He came back for the ring. We had told him something the day before, second day he did it, and he came back like he had had this epiphany moment, and he's like, I just never heard that before. No one had ever said it to me before. You know, he goes, look, none of us know what we're doing. We just taught ourselves this. We just figured it out ourselves while we were over here. There wasn't anybody, you know, showing us, right? We just kind of went about it and like, hey, this works, that didn't, let's do this, you know, but when now when all of a sudden somebody's teaching them, and they've been begging for somebody to teach them, and now somebody is, and it just takes them to a whole other level, especially when you're talking about TV production and everything else, they're sponges, they want it, they want to be able to deliver it at another level, um, and the team is right around them, I don't want to take away from them and what they're doing, so like I said, Patrick's amazing. You know, Pete's amazing. There's so many talent that are, you know, Dave asked about uh, Marina and Jessamine. They're going to be really good, like something special, really good. Bianca Belair, like, again, there's no right to be that good where she's at, you know, um, just stepping in the ring. There's there's Jali uh, that came to us from China. Two, two years ago, she hadn't even heard of WWE. We had to explain to her what WWE was when we met her the first time in China. You know, and she was like, I don't get it. I don't get what it is. And we had to say, like, it's like Kung Fu Theater. Oh, okay. You know, would you like to try it? Yeah, I would. And then she fell in love with it, right? And she's amazing. Like, that, just, I know you can't see. Like, <laughs> right? Um, 
there's something right going on. And, and, and it's the mix of the people. It's the mix of the people teaching it. It's the mix of how we're finding them. It's all of it, but, it, but it's working. Whatever that is, is working. Keep doing it. All right, back to the phone. Well, I thought I tell you that was one, right? No, do that. Oh no, you, you that my my bad, sir. We'll go to Sean Rossap with Fightful. Hey, Sean. Hey, how you doing? Uh, Bobby Fish apparently was helped out by officials, and this was Pete Dunn's first match in about six weeks. Uh, can you give us an update on maybe how they are physically? I know Bobby Fish obviously just came back from an injury recently. Yeah, both fine. Like he 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 came back was fine. Um, he had a, a moment in the ring where he, you know when when you've had something something surgically. Let me try that again. When you've had something surgically repaired, the first moment you take the big shot to that surgically repaired thing, there's a moment where you're like, oh my god, I did it again, and then you realize, no wait, no, it held together. I'm good. Um, I, I think that happened to him in the match. He just went with it from there on out. Yeah, he was fine. Um, Pete, uh, had, had, it's, uh, he had broke a little bone, I think, in his foot, and uh, it was one of those deals where he had was working on it. We, he knew his foot was bugging him. He did it, and then he kind of went back and found out, oh, I broke a bone in there, and they you know, told him if you wanted to heal, you got to stay off it for a few weeks. So that's what we did. He was fine coming into it tonight. Didn't bother him, um, and he was fine coming out. Um, like I said, we, you know, all the carnage that you witnessed tonight, everybody leaving it all out there, um, and everything that you saw, pretty much, unless there's something I haven't heard yet, pretty much everybody walked out unscathed. So, thanks. It's a big, phew. yeah. Yeah, another on the phone. We'll go next to Adam Martin with WrestleView.com. Hey, Adam. Hey, so you, hey, how are you? Good. So we, uh, you kind of stole what I was going to ask you about Velveteen Dream. So I've been trying to come up with an interesting question about him and I think this might work um you talked about him being 23 obviously being very young but is it his presence in terms of the way he just walks out there in front of the crowd that impresses you or is it the in ring because I just haven't really seen someone his age kind of catch on so quickly to the cameras like some other talent takes some time to do yeah I got news for you that didn't work the question (laughs) <laughs> Try to come up with a question at work didn't work. Uh, no. Look <laughs> at uh, the thing. The thing that blows my mind about about uh, Velveteen, twenty three. It's not one thing he does well. That's that is the kicker to me that makes me look at him and go, Jesus, he's twenty three. Like if you do one thing well, like you just happen to be really good at that. You have a a personality, you get the character down, but the work's iffy or whatever, or the 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 you know the te- the technician side of what we do, so to speak, is is not quite spot spot on. He gets it. He he gets the showmanship of it. He gets the mentality of it. He gets the working with the other guys. He gets the it's my time to shine here. And, oh, it's the other guy's time to shine here, and I got to do this here. He gets how to sell things, he gets how to work with things, he gets when he's supposed to have intensity, he gets when he's supposed to back off that intensity. He just gets it. And it's um, it's a learned thing, but it's also something that's just there with him. And he's the kind of kid that gets it when he uh, does get something brought to him. It's not, uh, okay, now it's going to take him three or four months to get it ingrained in him. It's like, a, oh, great, yeah, no, I see that, I got it. 
and then he's just doing it. You know, the I see change in him. You know, we do TV on what I don't know every three weeks, four weeks, whatever that is. That I that I probably see those guys doing television. I, I see change in him every single time I see him. As good as he is, I see him get better every single time I see him. Does he have hiccups uh, because of whatever maturity or because of he's you know 23 years old? Absolutely, everybody does. But he's coachable, and that's the that's the ticket. So. You know, it's hard to put my finger on what he's good at because he's good at all of it, you know. And I don't know if I mentioned, he's only 23. <laughs> all right. okay. Well, you did answer the question very well. That actually was my question, so you did answer it very well. Thank you. Uh, awesome. Thanks. All right, Dale? Uh, Daryl Lich, Agnian, and Wrestling Compadres. I wanted to know, WWE NXT UK, is there any chance of stateside shows for them and also a takeover? So... Um, well, right now we're focusing, as far as like shows, shows we're focusing on UK, obviously, because they're brand. Um, you'll see some. Uh, I, I shouldn't say some. You'll see a lot of involvement in them, obviously, around WrestleMania week, and and um, as as that comes to be, whether that be uh, you know activations throughout, but but within access and creating content, and there'll be a lot of involvement there as we come into the the beginning of the year. Um, you're going to see that brand begin to grow again, um, and we'll have a big announcement coming up. We're going to be there. Uh, what I don't, what, I think it's this coming week, next end of next week or something like that. Is TV in Liverpool? Um, hard to keep track of these. But they're coming fast and furious. Um, but so when we're in Liverpool, uh, we'll be making a big announcement there um, about uh, first quarter of the year coming up, something big going on there. Obviously, not hard to figure out, but we'll be making big announcements. And, um, you know, the, the brand has been uh, wonderfully successful. You know, it took us a while to get it rolling. We wanted it to be right. Um, had a few glitches on our side of, of just the timing of it all. It, it, it didn't work out exactly the way we wanted to in the beginning. But now that it's up and running, it's been up for a while now, uh, Wednesdays is becoming this massive destination site on the network uh, for NXT UK, NXT itself, and 205 Live. Um, the traffic there has been amazing. The response to NXT UK has been amazing. People love the show. Um, I think across the board, it's it has the same gritty feel as NXT, but yet feels wholly unique, and and has its own unique kind of kind of UK flavor and feel to it, and the stylistically slightly different, and um, it just feels. While, while in the same vein of what you love, it's slightly different, and that was the goal. So really happy with that. Obviously, I'm not happy exactly with everything about it, and we'll change that. I'd be shocked if I was. It'll constantly change. As I said, you're constantly going to evolve it. Um, but that's what we'll do, and you'll see that happen in the beginning of the year. Um, but we'll announce a lot of that at Liverpool, as much as I'm, you'd love to get the scoop. <laughs> got to give it to them. All right, last question. Let's make it count. Uh, we'll do right here. Pressure's up. Pressure's on. Hey, there you go. I'm uh, John Moore for Wrestling.net. Hey, John. Uh, so, you have a lot of new incoming talent. We saw Mia Yim recently, Io Shirai, new characters. Also, we see Derek Bailey characters from the live event circuit, like the Forgotten Sons. Same thing I remember you mentioning on the last conference call, that there's plans to laterally move people from, possibly, from SmackDown or Raw over to try to improve them and at the same time boost the brand. Uh, all new characters popping up on top of the roster, but the one hour, the five match, and the like around 245 minutes 
don't change. So are, is there any pressure to increase those limits or is there some reason you're trying to stay under those limits uh, beneficially, of course? So, the, yeah, there's reasons to try to stay, I think, where we're at. I, I don't feel like it's a bad thing to have an abundance of talent that you don't have to overexpose. I would rather do that than see everybody every single week and then, like, after a while, you start going, like, eh, what's new and what's, you know. You talk about takeover tonight. Prior to the show tonight, you saw Keith Lee. But even that's a an, 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 you know, guy upcoming. Lars was not on the show, right? You saw him prior, but wasn't in TakeOver itself. EC3. Um, you can go down the list. There's a lot of top people from the men's side that weren't on the show tonight. You mentioned Forgotten Sons. You can talk about the Street Profits, talk about heavy machinery. All talent that have the ability to, to jump up. Um, and then you get to the women's division. We already talked about that earlier. There's a, there's a plethora of talent, but I think it's a good thing because as they morph and evolve, now you're not just going to get the same thing every single takeover. You're going to get the same, not get the same thing every single show. It might be an hour show. I also think it it allows us to use the network and it allows us to use social media to continue to evolve these characters on a 24/7 basis, where you might not see them this week, but yet you might go to the the YouTube Performance Center channel that we just launched. You might go to the network and see a lot of content that all these guys are creating, that Content Innovation Lab. We just launched it down at the Performance Center. If anybody's, you know, some of you have been to the Performance Center, some of you haven't, if you want to see the lab, it's cool. Um, it's, it's an opportunity for us on a 24-7 basis. We have a team down there that can create content on that 24-7 basis, whether live, whether, you know, th there's a... Uh, Tudor's Orange Jeremy shot a, a vignette the other day that um, I can tell you probably five years ago would have been about a half a day, maybe a day shoot, would have had a team of probably 20 people working on it and would have cost a lot of money with a lot of a crew and a lot of people shooting a vignette that over a series of weeks would have lasted, you know, all of five, ten minutes of total content, maybe. Um, he shot all of them. Was, was done lighting, shooting, editing, um, and all in an hour and had it sent to me on my phone already to watch them. You know what I mean? And it cost zero. Th these are things that we're doing right now, working on, and it's just launched. So our ability to be able to create content on a 24-7 basis, I want to try to get people to where the, the show becomes the, the showpiece, but yet the 24-7 is where it can be at. You can talk about characters, debut things, Tell me about them behind the scenes, their lives, the whole thing that makes me engaged in them, and then I am excited when I see them. You know, I don't know, when I, when I was a, a kid, you didn't necessarily see everybody on TV, and you get really excited when you would see them. And it's part of it, that anticipation, that built. You have to talk about them. You have to keep them fresh in the show. You can't forget about them, and, well, they had a storyline, and then three weeks later, that storyline continued, and you never heard about it in between. You have to be able to continue it and carry it. Is it a challenge to do that sometime in a one-hour format? Yeah. Sometimes are there other things I'd like to add into the, as you said, two-hour, 45-minute, three-hour show? Yeah. But then you start getting into the standpoint of, does it start to get too long? Does it start to get, you know, where, like, I don't want to put a pee break in the show. You know? Uh, today I had to run downstairs at one point. I had to wait for a package to come on just so I could make the mad dash and come back up and not miss anything. Um, but I don't want to put that in the show. I don't want it to come down. I want it to be what it is. I want, it, I want you to leave tonight 
wanting more. I want you to leave the show on Wednesday night going, man, I, oh, I wish there was just more show to that. But it's, yeah, I love it. I wish there was more. I don't want you to go like, oh, i got to get through this last 15 minutes, you know. Um, but we'll see. Again, keep your finger on the pulse of it. See where it goes. If it gets to a point where we feel like we need to add more, good problem to have. You have too much talent, um, and you're trying to figure out a place to, to – to, Put it all to get it all out there because it's so great. People are demanding more. That's where you're, that's that's the sweet spot, not the other way around. You know. And with that, we'll leave the media one anymore. We'll talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Talk to everybody on the road to take over Royal Rumble weekend. Take over Phoenix. Thanks but, everybody. Thank you all very much. And thanks for and thanks for coming to these things and being a part of them. I really appreciate it. It's meaningful. Thank you. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for everybody on the phone. <laughs>